Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you are here for the second part of this incredible interview with my friend, Ray Hughes. Ray has been a spiritual father to me for many, many years, is really the reason why, one of the big reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing uh, in life and art and ministry today uh, are, are all the foundational teachings and just pouring into to me over the years. And uh, I'm really, really privileged to be able to stand on his shoulders and the shoulders of so many others that have have poured into my life and uh, inspired me to raise up this army of artists all over the world. I want you to continue to enjoy this interview with my friend Ray Hughes. Be sure to click on the uh, notes below uh, the podcast description and find out all the details about what Ray is doing. Go to his website, uh, check out all the resources that are there. I know it's going to be a big, big blessing in your life. So without further ado, here's part two of my interview with Ray Hughes. You know, one of the things that I I just was, as I was getting ready for this and looking forward to talking to you today, I was kind of reminiscent about when I was like, when did I first hear about Ray? And I was thinking it was probably the mid late nineties during the Morningstar years and, and early two thousands when, um, and you had the menstrual series, you did that menstrual series. In fact, I've got that thing on cassette tape. I may be one of the only people left. I ain't got anything to play it on, but I got, I got the whole thing all over there. But I remember you talking in that and in so many of the times I just hear your voice echoing about, you know, Asaph to Duthan and Heman. And they, you know, they, they taught the musicians how to play skillfully and prophesy on their instruments. So there's this, this balance that, you know, I, I hear you saying these, colloquialisms of you know your your gift is like a, a diamond in a lump of coal that you we got to chip away and we got to we got to shine and polish it up and that you know there's always this tension in yes the freedom and yes the move of the spirit but there's also this side of of things where we're challenging ourselves we're pushing ourselves we're growing in skill and that sort of thing and you know Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God skilled in every manner of workmanship how do you where are you now in, in that process? Because that, that to me is so quintessential Ray Hughes of, you know, it's not just one side of the equation guys, but it's, it's both as we learn to, to master our instrument, our craft, whatever that is, and have the infilling of the Holy spirit. This is where the, the move of the spirit happens best. Mm. Yeah. For me now, it, it has changed not just because of COVID, but, but because of, you know, my, my personal journey, you know, two yep. years ago, I, wound up, I didn't know that I had it for over a year. And now I've had it for two years. I've, I've got a cancer that, you know, that says uncurable and you know, got about five years is about all you got and this kind of thing. Well, I've already had it three years. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then on top of cancer, uh, I was just diagnosed with Parkinson's because of a, head injury in the car wreck eight years ago. So I process everything differently now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm not just processing everything through the pain. 
or to and because a lot of a lot of times I'm not able to get there creatively or even even uh, but man but then when I when all of a sudden I turn the corner and there's something there that awakens the real me uh, the the one before sickness and the one before all the questions and and all that it it uh, the way I I process it now when it when that thing when it feels right right. Man, when it feels right now, it feels right. Mm. And you know what? Uh, that that piece of poetry out there, or, um, people may never hear it. Mm. It, may, it may never get heard. Yeah. But you know, I heard it. Mm. And it and and it was so life giving. It's like, uh, I, you know, like um, when I started realizing how much of my poetry and my writings was truly prophetic mm. and uh and i w- didn't really know that until i would uh i don't know i don't know how much we're going to get into all that but um uh, it you know let's let's see i'll 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 give you an example of how yeah. that worked and uh let's see if i can all right uh i was um I started realizing when I'm over in Scotland and Ireland and places like that, that um, to process your life from a gift is like I was walking up Edinburgh in Edinburgh, walking up High Street one day, cold, and I just had this experience. I always keep a, a leather journal with me, and I capture yeah. everything. And I was walking up the street, and I just had to stand. Hang on, sweetie. She she knows. <laughs> After all these years, already seven years, she knows when I'm going into. I, I right. just went away. <laughs> she sees that as the time to buy a purse. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be right back, honey. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> but uh, the the piper chased old notes out into a cold wind. The farther away I walked, the more I listened back, and I remembered the warmth of what I had walked past. With every step, I hoped that I would one day hear those notes again on some faraway wintry night at home, wrapped in a memory. That's mm. that's all. I, that's all I wrote. Yeah, because that's all that happened. I did yeah. not turn it into something else. And it was uh, enough. And it was enough. Mm. And uh, so. I, on some level, I can't wait for my great, 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 great <laughs> grandchildren right. to find yeah. that. That is the reward for me, Tom. Yeah, Matt. I mean, that really is the reward for me at this time in my life. That's so and, good. And and I remember uh, uh, one day I was in Ireland. I was in Dublin, and I just wrote. I did this little writing, kind of the same thing. Her face held the same beautiful sadness that you could see on the land. And all of the windswept wonders of Ireland would appear when she smiled. Mm. Now, when I, and when I was writing that, I was sitting on a park bench in, uh, in, uh, in Dublin. And then a few months, a month or two later, we're back in Dublin. And, we, and then we go out on the west coast of Ireland in Doolin. And we're in a busload of people come pulling around the corner. And there's the girl that I saw. Wow. It's her. That's the girl that I saw when I was writing. Mm. 
And w- when the bus came around, of course, I was a tour guide, so I'm sitting up on the front of the bus. Right. <laughs> window. And when we pulled around like that, she was standing there, and she just looked up, and as soon as she saw me, she smiled. And I really didn't know if I'd had some kind of spiritual experience. Was that person real? Yeah, was that- yeah. yeah. And but I started realizing that a lot of the, the writing that takes you, that that takes you somewhere. What if it really takes you somewhere? Mm. What if there really is a, a holy engagement with heaven that is waiting for humanity to align in such a way that it's just that life becomes a hug from God? Wow. You know, uh, here, here's one. The the, the morning. <clears throat> oh wait a minute. Here here's one. His overcoat looked as though it had been put on with a shovel. And he looked like the tiredest man in the world until you looked into his eyes. And they were blue and always looked as if they were remembering something and about to laugh. Mm. See, so I'll, I'm just giving you one little exercise that yeah. I do. find this real in my life. Uh, and then I meet these people somewhere. Wow. And many and much of the time, the Lord will even many times give me their name. Yeah. And I'll know that that's so-and-so. Here's one. This morning was brisk and beautiful. The day glistened and the air was like iced wine. The coolness of morning invites a horse to run into the day. And his nostrils flare to the smell of sunrise and dew. He is suddenly half magic and half music. He sings a solitary note that says, let me go and let me match the beauty of my strength with the beauty of this world. Mm. Just let me before morning is gone. Because mm. he's wanting to run. Yeah. Okay. When those come into your life, is that a new song? Is that a new poem? Could it be a novel? Could it be a movie? Could it just be some a beautiful way to live and process your life and see the world around you? Which one is it? Who cares which one it is? Yeah, it's valid, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. and, right. and why does everything have to be something until it becomes something else? Mm. Uh, there's something uh, purely maybe mystical. And if we could all, and I'm not saying I've mastered this, but if we could all figure out how to live our lives like that, we would we would be fit living our lives with a sense of wonder. Yeah. And instead of this weariness that's become a part of, uh, of who we are, you know, that's uh, I, I look for old Shanakis, old storytellers in a pub in Ireland somewhere sometime. Just to, I'll sit over in the corner while they're over in the other corner. I'll just sit there and have the conversation that I needed to have with that old guy because. <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes sometimes when you engage, it's glorious, and sometimes yeah. it's but, – but, you know, I got to be there in the conversation. Yeah. You know, you know what, Uncle, what we found out about Hap? One year, Hap didn't come back. He came for about 10 years in a row, but Hap huh. didn't show up. He didn't show up. And turns out he got arrested in Indianapolis. His name wasn't Hap at all. His name was Sam Ledbetter, and he spent the rest of his life in prison, and none of us ever knew what he was running from. My goodness. <laughs> but every time I pick up a J-45 today, I you remember him. the one-eyed uncle <laughs> and a runaway fugitive. <laughs> like a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, when I, when I think of um, – the songs that you've written over the years. Um, my favorite all-time song that you've ever written um, 
is that song Caroline. Oh, yeah. And uh, the dark nights are over. You were born to be mine. Yeah. Tell me about that song, because I think that's got to that is such a beautiful story. And it just seems to be so reflective of what you're what you're talking about. And it may be a way to to bring this thing in for a landing. Well, you know, I I remember uh, I had just been through a season of 10 years of being ministerial. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And I I will uh, put the emphasis on the sterile part. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had been so wrapped up in ministry and doing ministry stuff and organization and all that stuff, all the things that are a real challenge for me. Yeah. I was, I had just been trapped in them for 10 years being, being a good minister, you know, and, uh, and my songwriting, it, it just laid by the wayside. That's a, that's a former chapter in my life. Yeah. You know, after about 10 years, I started feeling, blind. man, I, you know, sometimes I just wish I'd just take that old guitar and just go away. You know, and uh, and so anyway, I, feeling this hankering to start writing again, I, I woke up in the middle of the night with this melody and a lyric just flowing through. And, and, and it's one of those things where uh, am I awake or am I asleep? Who cares? Yeah. I'm, and, uh, and I was singing that melody. Oh, I said, open your eyes, Caroline. Open your eyes, Caroline. The dark nights are over. You were born to be mine. Open your eyes, Caroline. Open your arms. And, you know, yeah. it, it moves through this beautiful story. But I couldn't get away from it. Mm. And, uh, and so finally, uh, you know, and, I, and then I would go back to sleep and then I, uh, I would wake up again singing that thing over and over. And so come about seven o'clock in the morning, I just got tired of it. And I just got up and walked in <laughs> right off our bedroom, went to the music room. And I go in there and I pick up a pen and I, I write the song faster than I can sing it. Wow. Wow. It just flowed like that. And uh, uh, as soon as I sit down, she was born in the shadows on a, uh, on a dark night in Charleston, sometime between midnight and shame. Yeah. Yeah. When I started writing that, I went on a journey with this uh, a little girl found in an alley in Charleston. Listen, born in the shadows on a dark night. I, I think that's the lyric. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, went went through her whole life, eighty years of her life. Yeah. And then and then she gets to heaven, and she's brought the orphans with her to heaven. And beautiful story, a powerful imagery and melody and everything about it. It's like, man, I, you know, I thought, man, I need to be a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a future in this. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Mickey Newberry! I'm coming through. <laughs> but I, but I didn't know I didn't know what to do. But but it, it so inspired me that about ten days later, I'm up in Kentucky and I decide, you know, I got to preach tonight. I'm gonna just borrow a guitar and I'm gonna do a concert. I'd played in ten years, but you know, hey, it wasn't. It's not like rehearsing would make mine any better yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So so I just I, doing a sound check. There's people on the cameras and the whole thing where I'm sitting there doing this sound check. And I just decided to sing that as a sound check. And I did. And there's a lady behind the camera began to cry. And I thought, well, you know, it is a very emotional, beautiful song. And, uh, and she just, she's really touched and moved by this. And she said, because 
and and and, and Caroline is about this little girl that becomes an orphan, and she's yeah. taken in Carson, and and she gives she get, gives her life as a mission to to finding children uh, that have been lost, and and so. Uh, as an orphan, she she loved orphans. I guess that's a good way to say it. Anyway, this gal says we just adopted ten days ago. We adopted a little little girl. Wow, and that's what gave me so much. And her name was Caroline. Wow. <laughs> and um, I don't know how to tell you what it felt like. Uh, but after that, I wound up singing that song in in. Uh, What's the capital of North Carolina? Raleigh. <laughs> Raleigh. Well, I was doing a meeting in Raleigh, and I did, and I sung that song. And uh, they took that song, Caroline, and it was an intercessory group. You might even know the people. They took that as basically as a template, I guess, to pray wow. all the justice issues into the Capitol building. Every wow. They would play Caroline. And, for five, uh, and they may still be doing it. I don't know, but I, I lost touch with it all about five years for sure that they use that as a as a as the a thematic or a liturgical yeah. <laughs> strength, uh, approach to pray prayer over over homeless issues and over abortion issues and over chi- uh, child abuse issues and and all kind of governmental issues were born because someone when they heard that song it awakened something in them mm. that voice to what they were already carrying in their heart well wow. so and all I all I wanted to say is, well, I'm I'm glad I woke up <laughs> that morning. I'm glad it is, and captured it, you know. Yeah. Because what God leads us to do or calls us to do is never about a calling. That's the religious side of us. We want to say, well, I'm called, and I understand. Right. But really, what it's about it, it's not about a calling or your calling or mine. It's about caring. Mm. What do we care so much about that we're willing to give our language, our creativity, and our, our, our the sound of our song, sound of our lives? Yeah. And and that's what I did. I wrote something that caused someone else. But that was bizarre, you know, finding, you said about 10 days ago. Yeah. Okay, I wrote it 10 days ago. Wow. So anyway, I, I love those kind of things that come along like that, though, because you always feel yeah. like they're a host. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, th- I don't know if it was around this time or not. I remember when you were having some breathing issues and that sort of thing, and your doctor came back to you and essentially told you that it was through singing your yeah. song that that was the best thing that you could do to actually heal yeah. <laughs> your yeah. lungs. And I'm like, not only, I think that's just such a beautiful redemptive picture, right? It's as we say yes in the creative process to the Lord and release those things. Yes, they're having impact on others, but those very things, that very process is healing us at the same time. And that's, that's incredible. I'd sure like to, I'd sure like to, and I think I'm kind of getting there. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like, like to be in that place today where I'm, and, and I'm feeling, and I, you know, cause I'm having some good reports from my cancer doctor right now and all that. And my cancer numbers are lower than they have been through this whole process right now. Yeah. And of course, you know, the enemy throws this other thing on me. But, you know, just like that was called, uh, and I, I I was up, you know, 12, 14,000 feet in the mountains in Colorado and preached three times a day for four days. And I wound up with uh, with elevation sickness yeah. and 
and it hit my lungs so hard that it, I couldn't get over it for a, a couple of years. Uh, and, and, and they were even trying to figure out if it was emphysema, was it cancer, was it what, because my right. lung power was gone, right? Mm. And that's when I got that call in the middle of the night while yeah. I was talking to my daughter, Ramey. <laughs> my little grandson, Guthrie, had just been born, and his name, Guthrie, means strong gust. Of- oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, and she said, I think Guthrie is being born as a promise to us. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he's going to be healed. And 1.30 in the morning, I'm somewhere in Canada, and she's nursing my first grandson. Mm. And conversation, and the doctor who happened to be up in the middle of the night doing some kind of research, just decided to text me wherever I was. Mm. I'll, I'll get it tomorrow. But in the middle of the conversation, the text comes in and he explains it's called PEEP, post-expiratory uh, external pressure, I think is uh, the what yeah. pulmonary specialists say. But he says, it's just a college word for singing. <laughs> That's where your healing is at. Come on, come on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I I love what God's doing in and through you. And uh, you have obviously given the world so much. There's so much more inside of you. You're a deep well, right? And um, I'm privileged to call you a friend and a father in my life. And um, I would love if you would just release a blessing uh, over everybody that's listening right now, because they're creatives all over the world i know that are just i'm i'm just feeling it's, it's so funny as we've been talking today just on the edge of tears sometimes just feeling the beauty of what god has worked in your life and i think to myself lord jesus give me um give me ears to hear in my own life and also um give me the the boldness to choose the beauty of the creative process that you are walking in, Ray, because you are, um, you're, a, you're forerunning such beautiful things for all of us. And it will have ripples hundreds of years, but it's having year, it's having ripples right now. And um, I just would love if you'd release that on everybody um, as they're listening and watching today. Yeah. Well, Lord, I just thank you for this, this uh, crazy bunch of wonder filled <laughs> blessings you've put in the earth that are just uh, outrageous enough to believe that you would reveal yourself and manifest yourself mm. through the things we've chosen to do that bring us such joy. And Lord, I, I pray that that joy would be also returned unto you. We thank you for these gifts yeah, Lord, uh, that you've put in all the lives of the people that are listening to this. And Lord, let, and help us to ask those questions. Uh, could it, Whatever we do today, can this be a song? Can yeah. this be a can this be a novel or a movie or a or a piece of art or could it be a dance? And can we learn how to dance our poetry? And can we learn how to sing our art? Mm. Learn how to marry all of that wonderment that's that you put in us in such a way that it becomes expressions of worship, uniquely driven um, by the pure hearts that you put in us. Because we've seen your goodness, yeah, and uh, and uh, Lord, I just I just pray for a, for a, the weightiness of your presence to come, yeah, yeah uh, to the lives that are listening, and that we would find far more beautiful ways to live and process our life 
and to process the way we see this amazing world that you put around us. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that over every life that's listening and every every eye that's looking uh, for the new day that you've given us. And uh, and uh, Lord, we know we're uh, normal is not coming back. Mm. You, know, you are. And so, Lord, help our hearts to be prepared for the continual beauty of the way you will come back to our lives after these storms. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for being with us in them. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Lord, I unfogged up my glasses, but uh, it's all right. We had a we had a good time doing it. So, Ray, what a joy! Thank you for being on the podcast today. And um, guys, you can go tell everybody where they can go online, Ray, to, to connect with you more, get your music, books, all that oh, sort of thing. And you know, I don't release my music; it has to escape. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 the best place, I guess, is rayhughes.org. You can find some stuff on there, probably. Pages outdated and all kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not real sharp at all that, but we got uh, but rayhughes.org and I'm of course I'm on Facebook and, and yep. Instagram. That's that's only two I'm on. I used to be on something else. That was too weird. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. You can go right there, grab that, and uh, we'll also put the link to the um, the album that's got uh, that song about Caroline. You'll you'll love that as well. So. Ray, thanks so much for being on today. Lessons on you, man. Let's talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember... You were created to thrive. Bye-bye.